boss? Tim, don't tell me you confused this guy for me, did you? Uh... <laughs> Seriously? Shooting me out of a cannon is what you call a brilliant idea? What are you thinking, Pikachu? It all makes sense now. Also brilliant! <laughs> Oh. How you doing? It's me, Detective um, <laughs> Tandalure. There we go. AKA Tanner Greenring. As you know, I am a hard-bitten Pokemon detective here in Rhyme City. I'm sort of rising through the ranks, sort of a star lieutenant. Have a lot of direct reports who are um, real up-and-comers like this guy Tim Goodman. And of course, I have my Pokemon sidekick here beside me. And actually, if you need anything, let me know, because uh, welcome uh, my Pokemon sidekick, Fielish. Frillish. Detective Fielish. Is that what you said? Fielish. Yep. That's AKA me. AKA Joshua Fielstead. Yeah. And I'm a Pokemon? You're my Pokemon sidekick, yeah. And this version of Pokemon, or in this, like, you know, like, island nation of Pokemon, the rules are a little different. City-state. There's not really battling, although people like kind of talk about it. They're like, haha, your Pikachu can't zap me. So I guess here it's not like beyond, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that a Pokemon can, at the command of another person, harm you. I think that's right. Because Keith all this week is like, your Pikachu can't even do Thundershock. And Keith guy. in the <laughs> in the movie, it's canon that there's like underground battling, like Fight Club. Well, Joshua, I don't think we can talk about the movie because no. we finished no. the our investigation into the disappearance of Tim Goodman's father, Harry Goodman, this week. Um, yeah, and I will uh, say, kind as someone of. who's seen the the sort of cinema adaptation of this, they um they took it in a slightly different direction. Yeah, they took some liberties, I would say. I think they, they leave a little bit more open to um, interpretation and sequelization uh, in the game. But we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to yeah. it. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I forgot Joshua, about that. This yeah. is, we're playing th through Detective Pikachu. That's right. This is the final and episode of it. This is the final episode. Yeah. We've been sort of following this guy, Tim Goodman. He's a young kid. Um, although this week he's like, like drinking black coffee and smoking cigarettes and like <laughs> having feelings for like the pretty young producer over at GNN. So our little Tim is growing up right in front oh, of us. Oh yeah. And unfortunately, he's got a pretty incorrigible role model who he's sort of palling around with these days. Yeah, I think the uh detective Pikachu has sort of um been rubbing off on him and not necessarily in a good way. I would say. I would I would even say not necessarily even in one way. <laughs> He's feral. And he has unlocked the beast in Tim. Yeah, he has unlocked the beast in Tim. Well, and Tim unlocks the beast in him because we finally see Pikachu blast a big uh, zap. Big bolt. Yeah. A bolt of brilliance, as he says. Let's start at the beginning. We're hot on the the tails after last week of Keith, who's like a maybe double agent who's yeah. using GNN as a cover for some reason to smuggle or sell or, uh, I don't know, distribute R, this highly 
volatile Pokemon psychedelic that sends any Pokemon who catches even a whiff of it or a sip of it or a capsule of it <laughs> with uh, rage, like in 28 Days Later. Yeah, and I still feel like I don't really understand what Keith's... Oh, no, no, it's straightforward. We find out it's just he wanted money, right? Yeah. He's just doing it for, for the cash. Okay. There's a second agent in play, though, this week, Joshua. I mean, sorry. Um, Fielish. By the way, how's, is my, is, how's that drink coming? What? What was that? The drink I ordered. Uh, I didn't get a, uh, a card from you indicating okay. what kind of drink you wanted on the, the what check What is it? Boxes. It's like blue and blue means I want eight drinks. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Yeah. It's like blue means I get eight iced teas. Your options for drinks, we'll get to this later, but you get to like buy drinks from Frillishes on aboard the SS Treasure Grand or whatever it's called. <laughs> Prime Treasure, yeah. Prime Treasure. Um, the system is like it it allows for very little little customization or options. It's like you get to say what kind of drink you want, and it's between coffee, iced tea, and like a I don't cola know, or something. Yeah. yeah. You get to decide how many sugars you want in that drink. And then you get to decide how many of those drinks you want. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all the frillish. And if handle. you don't do it, they get very upset. If you try to yeah. like order normally, you have to fill out yeah. this little bingo card. Yeah. Even if you use your Pikachu as sort of a medium, they still won't follow directions. Opposite. Very bureaucratic. How's that drink coming though? Good? Parched. That was the uh, eight iced teas. Did you want? <laughs> Please. <laughs> There's a new agent in play, Joshua, and it's this, like, buzz cut who works down at the the docks, the warehouse. Yeah. Oh, the... Who's been seen uh, the, like, uh, canoodling with Keith. The one that we learn the Machokes and Machamps were, like, admiring his muscles. Did you see yeah. that dialogue? Yeah. Pretty buff dude. Muscle admiration. Yeah, a real guy to look up to. In this generation of Pokemon um, in, in general. In my version of the game, I don't know if it was in your version of the game too, but um, there was an extended sequence where he tried to beat the shit out of a child. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't recall that. And his and his fell and his Pikachu friend literally was trying to murder them. The oh, the factory manager, right? Yeah, yeah. I, and also, I feel like Tim maybe killed him in the end. He he yeah, falls he off the second him? floor onto the ground, a concrete floor in a box. Isn't he dead? Oh, probably. Right. I mean, that's the th it's that's like sh that's some Schrodinger's cat shit. You know, it's like that's how Pokemon and like Batman get away with saying that they never murder people. <laughs> it's, it's dealt like, with off screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I don't know if he's murdered. You know. <laughs> yeah, that but guy yeah, was this... a real dum dum. I also don't really understand how like we entrapped him in a box. Well, I mean, first of all, he couldn't break down a door that was being blockaded by this like 18 year old little twink yeah he couldn't break it down it's adult burly man whose muscles With, who were being had, like, admired by a machamps machoke. behind him yeah uh oh, and then do, like, we like dump dishes. a box oh god that's definitely what's going on though you're right we dump a box on this guy and then his reaction is not to remove the box it's instead to punch out two holes on the sides for yeah. his arms. 
and to be even like though a he can't wacky, see like, anything. Guy. And then he bumps into a railing multiple times before he realizes that it's like he can't keep moving forward. And then we push him off and he dies. Yeah, and then Tim pushes him to his death. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? You don't see it, but you hear this, like, really sickening crack, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think they Which... used the same sound effect when that old man hit the ground in Midsommar. De- definitely, yeah. Wet. Yeah, um, and uh, I mean, I guess I'm getting ahead of it, but like... First, no, that was it. You just described the entire first mission. This was all hot on the heels of Keith, who we see, like, go into this factory. So we're like, oh, is this where the, the R is made, right? Right, yeah, that's what we're investigating. And it's a pretty fun one. Like, you're, you're sort of like, you're actually doing some goddamn, like, spy work for once, Tim. Not putting your fucking foot in it like you always do. But, like, you know, stalking above, up on the catwalk, watching down on the conveyor belt. Like, watching yeah, you this have to R get shipped off. Scout out the location from the second floor. You collude with a spinner rack. Yeah, the spinner rack's kind of cute. I liked it. Sort of Ooh. redeeming for the spinner rack. Yeah, definitely. A couple of these games, these side quest games... You, everyone knows that we are not huge fans of Mystery Dungeon, but we appreciate that there people are. And I will say one thing that I did like about it is that it gives personality to some of these fun Pokemon, like that sassy Oh, yeah, that's, that's probably the best part, yeah. That um, sassy And that's Kangaskhan. true of this, too. Kangaskhan. That Spinarak yeah. is just so, like, charming in this. He just yeah, absolutely. There was some, like, perplexing aspects of these Pokemon, though, to their both, like... You work with a pan sage for a little bit, and it's like little subtitle. The Pokedex subtitles are a little entry was saying that it loves doing laundry, and I'm like, that's propaganda. Like like, its whole thing is just doing laundry. I don't think so. Feels like like it was like grown to do, like groomed to do laundry. Yeah, exactly. Like like, it doesn't know anything else to do because that's what the life you forced it into. Factory manager. That's what they're there for. That's like how they're registered. So people have like know whether they're being treated fairly. Oh, and the Aceligor. It sort of makes you really like fall in love with Aceligor, who's just this like speedy little guy. Oh, yeah. Very helpful. He's just zipping around. Whose friend is he? Is he Amanda's partner Pokemon? No, he's uh, Detective Baker, I think. Detective Baker's? He's great. Yeah. I love that little Aceligor. Aceligor. He was good. Uh, I did not like the Pelipper message delivery system that goes on well we saw that at the in rhyme um, wharf in mystery dungeon too oh yeah you know what you're right but that makes a lot more sense when it's pokemon to pokemon but yes, in this case pokemon. and it's implied that you know Sabian. this is relatively contemporary if not in the future the timeline uh like they've yeah. got phones and, and shit presumably they have walkie talkies but for some reason at this wharf they use Pelippers to deliver messages to each other from worker to worker. And then they yeah. they complain about, like, first of all, it takes forever. You watch this thing well, I think flap. They don't, it's like a union thing, I bet. You know, like, <laughs> I bet they're like, you know, like calls and texts are tracked. So they had to find this sort of like, oh, okay. around it. Okay. If it's, it's, it's a, like if it's a up, workers' you know? rights thing, yeah, then it's I'm a into it. Like revolt thing. They're they're keeping like it on the down low, even if they have to deal network. with a soggy, slobbery note. Yeah, because it goes in the Pelipper's mouth. <laughs> Look at you over here, Elon, like sitting here, like oppressing the worker. <laughs> no, I was supporting workers' rights. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why I think that it's fucked up that the Pan Sage is forced into this life of just doing laundry, and then it thinks that it loves that. Yeah, shouldn't a pan sage, like, be out in, like, the jungle somewhere? It's like a plant. Presumably. Monkey. <laughs> plant monkey. Yeah. 
Like, go release it in whatever, like, Polka Earth's Borneo is. Why do we, what are we doing here in Rhyme City? Pokemon's, like, Singapore? What do you, I don't, what do you, what do you, like, what's the equivalent of this giant, like, city-state? I, I think island? Singapore is roughly correct, yeah. That's what I've been picturing, essentially. Let's... Surveillance state, yeah. So that's why um, they gotta use those Pelippers. We sort of, and this is on us, and we're adults. We're two grown men. You know, I'm almost 40, and you're fast approaching josh it comes at you so fast you have no idea still lower 30s lower 30s we should be responsible and I, i'm responsible enough to say this is on me did we lose our like star 18 year old twink detective yeah <laughs> did he fall on a crate and like get shipped off to somewhere and we completely lost track of him and he's just like in the wind yeah sure i have no idea where he is now but that is what happens to him at the end of chapter seven as he and Pikachu get locked into a crate of R. Yeah, they do end up getting caught by Keith or one of the lackeys after talking to some scientist who is also being held against his will, uh, <laughs> who is the one manufacturing all of this R. It's just like, he's in it for the science. Right, he just wants to, like, make progress and in scientific innovation, and if he has to, like, collude with criminals, then... That's what he has to do. He's just following. Well, orders. and like, and and psychotic, like ultra psychic Pokemon. They're sort of we're fighting a war on two fronts this week, Joshua, and we're just yeah. a couple of like hard bitten detectives. You know, we shouldn't be going up against like the entire criminal underground manufacturing and shipping and distributing all of this illegal like Pokemon rage drug, and going up against the most powerful like godlike Pokemon since the death of Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. Whose berserk gene is what powers the R. It's tough for us, and we're just the strategists. Imagine how tough it is for Tim out there on the field. Especially well, we when you get locked up in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gets um, he gets shipped off, and when he um, comes up for air, he discovers that he's been left on a big boat. The SS Prime Treasure. Cruise ship. Yeah, cruise ship. Um, Which is a like uh, swanky do. Definitely, and it's it's very on point. <laughs> like uh, that name is insane, but like cruise ships have crazy names. Like the Royal Caribbean boats are all like. I looked this up because I had seen it before for some reason. I mean, I think I've been on the cruise ship Wikipedia page. You know, something starting with Titanic Just something and then to yada, yada yada yada. Something you look at as you're going to sleep. Yeah. Like, oh, someday, someday Bobby and I will be on a cruise ship. Someday I'll get to ride the harmony <laughs> of the seas or the <laughs> spectrum of the seas. All of theirs are of the seas, whereas like carnivals are like carnival symphony or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Odyssey of the seas, they're insane. So prime treasure is like sounds stupid, but like that's actually pretty realistic. And it's a, this you is would... our biggest ship yet in, a, I think, Pokemon lore. Oh like, yeah, it's like a fucking floating city. It's like, a, uh, well, it's like a floating, floating fortress. Admiral Mr. Squirt would be envious oh, of this thing. Yeah, you're telling me. He's tried to <laughs> sneak in and get like a look at their like schematics a few times. And this like stalwart nose pass is like, no, out of here. Uh, Yeah. Um, sh Can we talk about the nose pass thing? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I didn't really Wait, understand what, his we... dynamic. We're on the SS Prime Treasure. It's a it's like a huge luxury ship. And for some reason, even though we've been shipped here with a um, in a case of R, um, Amelia from the station, GNN, has apparently just 
come here. Happens to be here. <laughs> She's here to um, interview a famous chef. She's like the, the producer on a bit where they're the host of the GNN show is interviewing a famous chef, Chef, chef Gino. Yeah. Who's aboard the a show. Crooked chef. Yep. <laughs> um, so isn't that happenstance? Wow, this keeps happening. How do we keep bumping into each other? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Almost like a uh, meet cute. They're really trying. It's, yeah. Pokemon, it's the first Pokemon romance. So we happen to be on this ship. There is this except me and Lopunny. chef <laughs> who is there promoting, you know, his his new book or whatever. He's announcing that he's going to be recreating the famous recipes by the Hardman brothers or something, something brothers that were like yeah, I don't legendary chefs like whose recipe device. book were were lost. Uh, yeah. And it turns out that there's like this secret. It's called the there's Prime Treasure in, Show. A secret. There's auction. a room in the back of the um, ship. It's being guarded by a man, like a a scary man, like a yeah. man who's meant to look imposing, you know. Mm-hmm. And two imposing crocorocks who won't let you in. Right. So we're like, oh, what what shadowy thing could be going on behind that door? And then you find a um, a flyer with the programming for the week for the, the cruise ship. And it says it's um, a secret auction. Yeah, uh, you have to talk to <laughs> essentially, if not literally, every single person on this ship. And yeah. nobody knows what goes on in this show, including the captain. Doesn't it's have any idea agenda. what's going on on his own boat. Yeah, it's on the agenda. And also later when you do end up at the, what's it called? The, pre- tre- the Prime Treasure prime Show. Prime Treasure Show, yeah. All the people who you saw on the deck who you're like, do you know anything about the show? Every single one of them is there. They're like wearing masks. <laughs> yeah, you, you have like an eyes wide shut mask on. And then it's like, like Pikachu has one too. It's like, well, I can't tell that that's a detective Pikachu anymore. But Joshua, it is such a journey to get to the point oh where my we're God. at this, the, um, the Prime Treasure show. It really is. This is the longest set piece, I think. We, we like first of all, need to even just like start to trigger the events that lead us to discovering that you can somehow order a book from the frillish waiters who are sort of wandering about. It's like you have to order uh, 50 like coffees with like 12 sugars. Yeah. So first you have to learn the about secret code. like this all unfolds in a, in a storytelling way. So it's like, it's more engaging than we're making it sound, but like, yeah. You have to discover that, like, this ship has, like, this, like, you know, f- excellent first-in-class service. And the Frillish can get you anything that you desire. You just need to use one of these, like, Frillish voucher cards that you have. And you have to follow a very specific formula. And we talked about it earlier. And that was literally true. It wasn't an exaggeration. Like, those are your options. It's like, what kind of drink, how much sugar, and how many. Right. And if you can somehow learn via deduction the subtle craft... If you could somehow learn the code, you can convince one of these frillish waiters to bring you the secret menu. Right. And you're like, ah, secret menu, finally. I get to choose, like, which nationality of teenager I get to hunt. (laughs) You know? What is that from? Well, it's not really hunting in Hostel. They just get to choose which nationality of teenagers they murder and mutilate. Oh, wow. But that's not what it was. No, it's uh, several black market items, including that recipe book. So that's how we find out that this chef is crooked. Yeah. So then uh, there's this sort of, that's like, that's the the cover 
Like that's that's how we're moving about. That's how we got on the ship. That's how we're moving about the ship. We're trying to figure out our way into this secret auction. But there's an actual good, honest to goodness mystery that happens, Joshua. Go on. After this break. Uh. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Detective Fielish, how's that drink coming? Uh, another, another round. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's Sunday afternoon. All right. What else do I have to do this afternoon? Probably gonna go watch some. What are they? What sport do you think they have here? Like, what kind of sick human Pokemon hybrid sport could they have? I mean, with all of the Machamp and Machoke like fetishization, uh, I would say it's probably some kind of freaky fight club with them yeah yeah that sounds right uh, god that would there's hundreds of warehouses here at the uh, or at that rhyme wharf and like lord knows what's going on in half of them no yeah i would hate to it's hate mostly to crack, that crack the lock on even one of those places we're but here, we're we're past that joshua we're on the prime treasure boat and we've solved the mystery and gotten the menu and we know that um everything that's on the um black market auction for later in the evening except one thing on the um the menu that has somehow gone missing from the auction it's actually how we even discover there is an auction in the first place Mm -hmm. this yamask mask you know yamask the pokemon yeah i know yamask sort of been around for several generations now (laughs) just Um, finally getting its moment in the sun (laughs) yeah um well it turns out that the mask that the yamask wears is one of the things that's up for auction and no one recognizes it Everyone's just like, ah, here's some kind of ancient mask. (laughs) But it turns out to be like a a MacGuffin. And MacGuffins are so dangerous for hard-bitten detectives like us, Joshua. What what is that reference now? You have to be so careful. A MacGuffin (laughs) is in a mystery. It's like a thing. It's like a red herring. Okay. Like a thing that uh, makes you think it's part of the plot, but it ends up not being part of the plot at all. Yeah, that's right. And that's true here because... The Yamask mask that is actually not a Yamask at all and not part of the uh, mystery in any way and ne- actually never once even manifests into a Yamask. Right. Just remains a mask the entire time. Just a regular old mask. Maybe it's just a dead Yamask. Maybe that's what they look like. Is not every Yamask dead? Aren't, isn't that part of their thing? It's like they haunt. It's a ghost. I mean, it, it, they're already dead. Sure. And I think, I think it's like, inhabiting, like, some earthly possession that was attached tell me, to it. Maybe it this can alive. be sort of a grand unifying theory for ghost types in the game. For And maybe this is something we can kind of trademark. Is there's one, evo- there's one evolutionary line of Pokemon, of ghost type Pokemon. And it's Ghastly and Haunter and Gengar. Yeah. And every other Pokemon is just one of those three Pokemon living inside of something. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I was support that. How far does that. that go? How far does that go? When does that start to fall apart? 
I don't. I, I don't know. I think it stands up because I was actually. I meant to mention this in the last episode, but uh, there is a cutscene where we encounter a mimic you in the GNN studio. Yeah, and Cute. there's a cutscene nice, nice you can engage with uh, Detective Pikachu that's like oh, not yeah. related to the story. And he does this every now and then. He'll sort of pull you over to like Pika prompts. Like what is his tight five? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's one in the GNN studio where uh, you can engage with the Mimikyu, and then Pikachu is like, "What? What? What's going on under there, anyway?" And then he like in- he tries to like you know reveal whatever is like under camera, the Mimikyu. Yeah, and then it- the screen goes black. Yeah, which is a nice touch because we learned earlier in this generation that uh, nobody knows what what it looks like under its yeah. Pikachu costume. Yeah, um, I think it's and it's probably it, a Gengar. You blackout and 10 years is taken off of your life so yeah it's like a medusa type situation you're never gonna smell smell your grandchildren's hair tim but we're not there joshua we're on the prime treasure show and there's no creepy pokemon here there's just frillishes everywhere some of them are pretty obstinate Um, i would say so there needs to be a workers revolution like the these frillish are being mistreated. They make you do a mini game where they're like, "We drummed up a little cash for you yeah. to participate 90, in the auction. Ninety million dollars. Ninety million dollars. That's taxpayer money. So be very careful with it, um, and make sure that you 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 save as much as possible to bid on the R. Remember why we're here, everyone. The R. Yeah. Don't and, get distracted by the mask thing. It's gone. <laughs> it's The subplot is done. Oh, wait. No, wait. We're not at the show yet. There's a whole other sub, subplot we have to do first. <laughs> Chef Gino. Oh, yeah. We it's like you, we lock closed. him up first. Here's the, the mask mask. You're like, oh, I guess it's just like an old mask. It's part of this auction. Now we need to figure out more about this auction. But case closed on the mask. They and like, that's how we get a it, ticket to this show. They put it in front of uh, this nose pass that lives on the um, the bow of the the like. Yeah, the the nose pass it. is you know like a compass, and its subtitle, which is again kind of like a Poke checks yourself. There's a few of these. There's a Lapras on the ship who is identified as an elegant queen, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's fr- like surrounded by little Briones like splashing in the water. Yeah, in a in a pool. And Doing then um, Frillish is, is similar to the uh, Pan Sage is identified as a stunning waiter. That's its yeah. whole thing. I mean, they are really. Its good. job is its whole thing. And it's like Flintstones rules. Yeah, totally. Here. <laughs> hell of a reference. Yeah, hell, hell of hell reference. Of a, job. <laughs> a lot of references you got going on this it's episode. It's a living. And then so the nose pass is identified as always facing north. And my question is, how would that ever actually work in practice? It always has to go north, so, like, it can't ever backtrack? Like, if they're out in the wild, how would this work? It can only ever go north? I don't know. We've never... I don't think we've ever gotten a real sense of what goes on inside a Pokeball. I think it might be, like, when a caterpillar pupates into a butterfly, and they're, like, they did the tests, and it's, like, it turns out that it just turns into goo. Like, it makes a cocoon, and it turns into goo. Sure, okay. And it, like, turns into a butterfly out of the goo. And I think that's what happens in a Pokeball, too. 
So like it can always orient in like in its liquid digital liquid state inside the Pokeball. I think it can always orient towards. But north. what if it's Not a wild issue. nose pass? I think they're just always pointed north. <laughs> And if they want to go yeah, somewhere if that's you not bump north, it, they have to walk it sideways. reorients toward the north. So it's like, yeah. I wouldn't I want to be in those paths. I think if they probably have thing. really low metabolisms. They don't seem to move very quickly. So I don't think they need to eat all that often. I think they probably spend most of the time just standing in fields, pointing north. What a life. And what a what a helpful Pokemon. You're lost in the, like... The minutia. The, like, Alolan jungles. And then, like, you come to a clearing and there's, like, a nose past there just pointed due north and you're like oh finally when you put it that way this is a bonus point for nose pass i would say its reputation is slightly improved now yeah so the <laughs> the mask goes missing and we're like okay now we've got to find our way to the um, the auction but first someone's stolen the, the recipe book <laughs> yeah and then we have to and now we have to solve that mystery and you will not be surprised to find out that it was chef gino exactly yeah the famous chef who's aboard publicly in an interview claimed that he was going to be recreating these old recipes from these chefs who wrote this recipe book yeah and then oh it's gone interesting it's all just it's all just a cover though it's all just a ruse to to sink us deeper into this mystery joshua um and to make this leg even longer now we're here the auction first we have to put on our what did it say business casual uh, no, it was, I think it was like black tie. No, it was like cocktail hour or something like that. Cause, cause Tim wears like a pair of like khaki. Slacks. Yeah. He, he gets a suit from this woman, Miss Rose. She's the who one who is who also like help with the mask mask. Yeah. She's got a state room. I, I guess all of the rooms are privately snubble. owned. He's uh, like a weenie. She's a very like, uh, Rose Dawson from Titanic energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that name feels pretty pointed to me, that she's yeah. Miss Rose. It's been 84 years. And she's just always telling you a story, and then uh, she gives you... God, it's just so frustrating, Tanner. I was just joking. I was going to see how you reacted. No way. Uh, like, Titanic. Did you dare to claim that you haven't seen Titanic in this, the 25th <laughs> anniversary year? <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd flip out. That's why I said it. Um, uh, and she gives you a suit. And then Amelia's there. Much like the unsinkable Molly Brown gives uh, Jack one in, in Titanic. <laughs> Amelia's there doing her job, and you fucking Tim corners her, and he's like, so you have a date for this black market auction? Yeah. And she's like, I guess not. I'm like, here, working. Here's yeah. your $90 million. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a write-off for the government. Don't blow this. Secure that R. But also, make sure you secure all the other stuff, too. Yeah, and... Don't fucking blow it. And you like, go around Jesus, and, man? like, you're entrusting this little twink to have to spend $90 million worth of taxpayer money to recover all these black market items? There's two other items you're, you, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know how they're, how they're judging you after you've secured them or not. But you do have to bid on a little Pikachu cape. Yeah. And the book, the recipe book. And so you, you go around and talk to all of the other bidders and you're sussing out what their strategy will be for bidding. And there's three yeah. rounds and you can find out like, you know, this person has $40 million and this person is like, go big or go home. Or this one is very like, you know, reserved or whatever. Not having achievements makes it very hard for me to determine whether or not I did well. Is it possible to get both things? I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't. 
I got the cape because I got obviously. the book. Oh no, the cape is what you go for. I, I was trying to get both of them. I thought I had a strategy figured out for the first guy, but then the, you know what? There's this timer that they they like trip you up with. Like there's only three rounds, so it's like oh this guy. I can't even remember what the first guy was. He was like I don't, he he was maybe go big or go home, and I was like I'll I just think keep so. like. Slowly outbidding him and making him like go like bid too high, and then all of a sudden it was like, and now bidding is closed. Congratulations to this guy, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, and you can only bid three million, five million, ten, or nothing. Right, and you only have nine. So, so I you yeah I to, you you uh, get securing the R is not an option. No, there's no way. You have to get that. All I got was the cape. Uh, because I knew it was worth it for Joshi's sweetie. Yeah. Which is Detective Pikachu in the cape. Because you get a little cutscene where he, like, puts it on, and then he's, like, you know, bandying about, and it's very cute. I'm sure you know who I am. The great detective, Pikachu! Mm. How did you like that? Pretty awesome, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Mine just looks like fucking shit. He just looks like the normal. I mean, he gets a little bow tie at one point. Yeah, he has to wear a bow tie uh, for this. Oh, so for I this. guess Pokemon were allowed, but only sapient Pokemon in the right. auction. Uh, yeah, so I all I got was that cape. Keith, is it Keith who introduces the R? Yeah, Keith introduces the R, and then you're like... God, it's so, it's just like this. It's very like Jurassic World where like they are bidding on, you know, like this unique destructive property, but R instead of dinosaurs. Yeah. Keith comes out, he introduces the R and he says, remember when the Charizard went nuts and killed all those people? That was us. (laughs) Yeah. Don't you love it? And then like fucking Hothead Tim. This is why you don't send a fucking like teenager in to do detective work. Because Hothead Tim, like, whips off his mask at this secret auction. Uh, by the way, you know who else did that? Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut, and he got fucking, like, <laughs> murdered for it. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Did you even watch the movie? Yeah. And he runs up and, like, whips off Keith's mask. And then it's, like, a fucking, like, dramatic climax. And like, we have to just, like, chase him again, right? No. He jumps onto the back. There's also this oh, the Neuvern, yeah. Neuvern who's involved. Yeah. Keith jumps onto the tail of this Neuvern. We jump on... To try to escape. The leg. Tim j- jumps on the legs of Keith. Yeah. And they start to take off. Um, and then I think this is the point where... Keith is gripping onto the Neuvern. You're, Tim is gripping onto Keith. <laughs> They're going up in the air. This Skaroopy's like firing poison stingers at them. Pikachu's like panicking because he can't summon a lightning bolt. But then eventually by mashing A hard enough... You and Keith are both sort of like lose grip on the Neuvern, who flies off. And as you're plummeting to your death, you're caught by a very fast-moving Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Chandelure. A Ghastly that is no, it's... A, probably oh. a haunter that has haunted a Chandelier. That's right, yeah. Who is, turns out, Amelia's partner Pokemon. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, sort of goth. Yeah, never, good mom. Never, you know, she never read as goth to me, but she does like wear sort of like a goth dress to the gala too and then there's like 12 cutscenes. there's like 12 cutscenes. there's a clear <laughs> romantic interest between tim and amelia they're like i really liked solving that mystery with you and he's like me too we see these constant like sort of dreamscapes where we're warping through like a frozen scene of perhaps harry goodman harry human perhaps 
Detective Pikachu sort of in various sequences with a Mewtwo involved. Yeah, Detective Pikachu has these, like, flashbacks, basically. So we're done. Case closed. We've secured the... Case closed. The capsule form R. But there's still two other forms of R out there, Joshua, that we have to worry about. Gas and liquid. Gas and liquid. So now we're back at Rhyme City. It's Pokemon Carnival. Carnival. Um, everyone has their... Everything's out. Pokemon, Whoa. human, everything. It's pretty wild. It's everything pretty wild is scene. just out. And everyone's having fun. <laughs> Except Tim, human. Because I know what's going... Like, literally, he's just, like, going up to people. He's like, um, you know about the parade, right? And they're like, yeah, we love the parade! And he's like, no, the, like, the rage gas stuff. <laughs> and they're like, no, what? No! Yeah, Carnival! So Tim has to, like, run around Rhyme City. Yeah. Trying to find the the last two remaining supplies of R before whatever sinister force is pulling the strings of Keith. Yeah, because Keith and the Mastermind, as they are now known, uh, have a scheme to release all this R during the carnival. And then, you know, all the Pokemon are going to go wild and in they a like, murderous rampage. At the beginning of this section, they like do a cutscene where they march by all the Pokemon who are going to be in the parade. And it's like, oh, God, these Pokemon are going to fucking wreck these people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're like, oh, we got to put a stop to this. We've got to go find where this gas and where this liquid R is. And we're back to one of the most, my, my absolute least favorite kind of detective work in this game, which is we're no longer going to give you any clues. You know what you're looking for. Now you just have to find that place on the map and hit Pikachu because he's got a little question mark next to him. Right. You have to find the precise place to hit Pikachu so that you can continue playing the game. Because the R is like, you first of all have to talk to every single person and Pokemon. Yep. And then you need Oftentimes, to find like twice, the R. Because like one will unlock oh, yeah. a branch and another. Yeah. And then we find out that like the gas is probably in balloons. Yeah. And one of them is somebody you talk to is like, oh, yeah, like the clusters of four balloons looked yeah. a little shady or like, like something. I saw someone putting uh, weird looking gas in the cl clusters of four balloons with the aluminoids or aluminates around them or whatever those little did Tanner's Barfy this week were. Oh, Illumize or yeah, the other one. I, the lightning the, bugs. Yeah. The beat. Yeah. They were my Barfies this week. That's fair. They're, They're just, just like bugs in real life. They just fly around and annoy people. And they, in this case, just set up balloons. Uh, yeah, and don't even contribute to the plot of the game in any way. No. And and it yeah, it's frustrating because you have to go around and like randomly, you know, oh, there's four balloons, but like it's not that one. Like Pikachu nope. won't react to it or whatever. Eventually you get lucky. Um, likewise with the stands, the food stands, because you discover that the liquid R has been dumped into the Pokemon food supply because at the end of the parade, they give all the poke, they shower all the Pokemon in Poke treats, but right. the, the, the supply of Poke treats this year has been tainted. Brad's here, the crooked cop. And Manectric, and they're both super helpful. You have to work with them because the Manectric, this is again like multiple interactions. The Manectric can like smell where the R is. So you have to like find it, and then you also have to get Manectric to like confirm it. We learn eventually that there's a man in a yellow hat that we should be on the lookout for. And we learn eventually that that man in the yellow hat is none other than Roger. Roger Clifford. Remember Roger? 
<laughs> I don't even know if we mentioned him, but he's like some studio, some just like you know, in the background of the fake GNN's news GNN like stooge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a totally faceless and nameless character in the background of the GNN end section that we probably didn't even mention. No, I don't think we turns did. out to be the nefarious puppet master pulling all the strings. Yeah, because there's like a other than those two forms, we then go to le- this clock tower in the central square of Rhyme City. There's like a big like bomb, like our bomb, yeah, that we have to dismantle. And like Detective Pikachu knows what wires to cut somehow. Yeah. He, he doesn't even know how. He's just like, I just know it. Roger oh, shows mind. up with this Noivern. And it's just sort of like, I didn't realize this, but at some point in during all of this, there's a cutscene where Detective Pikachu is just sort of in, a, in an alley having a conversation with Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mewtwo's like, hey, there's still Rage cells out there. You have to recover them. And Detective Pikachu's like, okay, I will. He wants his cells back. And he like comes walking out of the alley and Tim was like, how was your conversation with Mewtwo? And it's like, I thought it was a secret. <laughs> right. Why are they doing it in an alley? Why are they buddy buddies now? So, I don't know. That's what we're doing. We're trying to recover the last of the R because the R is just Mewtwo cells. And he needs all of them to be, like, whole again. Yeah, so this, like, bomb in the <laughs> clock tower is the last clutch of them. Uh, and Roger, what, what? He 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 wants world domination. I don't really remember. This was very much like a create our release our question mark question mark question mark profit like scheme like i don't really understand what, yeah, what was what was what what the whole the scheme is, here just sabotage you know i understand like, that like they he wanted to set up like fake news so that gnn could like report on it and then they get more profits he's and probably viewers. With the cia you know and he's just like <laughs> we have to like take down this like oh it's like black ops <laughs> yeah like capitalist island nation who's like making <laughs> cheaper better versions of all of our goods (laughs) okay that's that's a galaxy brain i like that theory but they're not successful because he then tries to escape with the noivern and then pikachu finally is able to muster the strength to use a thunderbolt (laughs) yeah burn (laughs) like this guy would be dead aren't they isn't pikachu's like pokedex entry about how it has like ten thousand volts in its cheeks or whatever like this guy is dead he would not casually be like walking away from the scene the noivern in the background is escorted off the premises in a stretcher (laughs) (laughs) he's never gonna fly again no and then we get an odd (laughs) cutscene. yeah just wrapping it all up I can't even remember exactly what happens. It's sort of the dreamlike thing a little bit, but it's well because like... Mewtwo gets the kind of final word where he interacts with both Tim Human and Pikachu and is like, "Your father is alive, and if you oh, just yeah. stay dedicated to the cause, one day you'll see him again." Yeah, or something like that. And then it's like, and Tim then it's and Pikachu. Or Tim like, and Pikachu fade to, to black. In in business i guess yeah they are getting ready for the next adventure case closed i really thought case she was gonna be his dad yeah guess not i yeah i forgot that we don't actually get (laughs) conclusive ending here and they literally set it up for a sequel which is in development hell i think both the game and the movie although i saw i think actually like this uh, last week for listeners, but Detective Pikachu 2, the movie, is is back on, and they got a Ooh. director. Ooh. But the movie 
how is conclusive because it's revealed that Pikachu was the his, his was Tim's father into Pikachu's body. So, so how can they? What's going to be the setup there? Whereas the game is perfectly we'll set up for a sequel, and it was we'll supposed to, to be on Switch, too, and who knows what happened. Uh, bakes my my old detect crusty detective noodle a little bit too much there, uh, Detective Feelish. By the way, how's that drink coming? Oh man, hitting the sauce pretty hard. I say case closed, Detective. And you know what? Uh, I think it's about time I earn that gold watch. Retire. Hang up the cape. I think so. Well, wait a second. What'd you think of the game? The game was great. I thought the game was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. It, it there's parts that are very repetitive. It's like a but visual. Novel, I kind of like the aesthetic. You know? Yeah, it's fun. More than a more than a game. It's just sort of like a, a little story you can kind of like tap your way through. Yeah, exactly. But it's kind of cute. Yeah, it's fun, and you get to. I think the personality of the Pokemon is the most fun part. Yeah, I, I really like the world building that they did. All, yeah, all the Pokemon having distinct personalities is fun. And I've seen the movie, and I'll say this too. The movie's fun too. The movie's fantastic. I mean, the yeah. movie is, I think, even better. But It's bizarre. You're like, this is, what am I watching? And then after a while, you're like, wow, I'm enraptured. Yeah, both of them are like, how did this get approved? And like, you know, respect to Pokemon Company for green lighting both of them. Yeah. But I would love to see this world expanded, even if I'm confused about how the movie will proceed with a sequel. I would love to know. I know there's a lot of like Pokemon RPG podcasts out there. I would love to know if any of them focus on the sort of like dynamic of Pokemon and humans in Rhyme City. Oh, totally. Detective themed Pokemon RPGs, tabletops. That'd be fun. Joshua, this time next week, we will be back to our normal selves and we won't be detectives anymore. That's right. And we will be playing through our own to be announced set of special lock rules yes we're making our own lock uh for let's go pikachu and let's go eevee our like i think third official and maybe fourth unofficial playthrough of the kanto region that's right so we wanted to mix it up and we will post those rules on our twitter and instagram as tanner mentioned at exp sharepod so if you want to play the lock with us that hopefully won't be deranged and it'll be fun but we'll figure it out it'll be fun We'll, yeah. we'll iron out the kinks while we're playing through, too. Um, and maybe develop some new ones. Joshua, please yes. rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and follow the show everywhere that you follow podcasts. And follow us at ExpSharePod on Twitter and Instagram. And check out our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. And buy some merch at ExpSharePod.com. Thank you for joining us for this three-episode interstitial. We'll see you next week back in Canto. I Canto wait. Canto weed either. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Canto. What are the Canto fans called? Oh, the Gen Oneers. Yeah, the Gen Oneers. We gotta be- come up with some better branding, my guys. It only really works when it's in text because it's like G E N W U N N E R. But when you say Gen Oneer, it's not. Let's work that on good. it, team. Yeah, we we got work to do there. We also have to. We have work to do in terms of coming up with a lock. And how's that drink coming? Oh. <sighs> Alola. I need one after all this. Alola. And smell you later.